Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, it's almost finals time in the NRL and AFL, so we hedge our bets on who will come out on top. The Paralympics are less than a week away, so we explore the different classifications for athletes and who to watch when they kick off. And finally, Giants mid-quarter Maddie Hay drops in to talk about that nail-biting semi over the weekend and what this season's been like in the Super Netball. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva, and as always, I am joined by my perpetually locked-down co-hosts, Skilly and Georgia. Whee! Girls, how the bloody hell are we? I figured out that I am approaching seven months lockdown by myself, oh. so... I've seen better days, but do you know what? I've also By Pete Murray. <laughs> Great tune. Um, <laughs> other than that, I'm well. I got a negative COVID test yesterday. Yes. And has been shining in Melbourne. And that's about all the good news yep. I have. Yeah, focus on the positives. Uh, focus on the positives. My week has felt exceptionally long. Same. I'm not sure why, but whatever. Yeah, it's, it's only Tuesday. Yeah, anyway. Um, I watched um, Space Jam 2 on the weekend. Did you? Yeah, I did. Um, you watched it yesterday, Keely. See, what long, day is it? long <laughs> week. No, I finished it yesterday. I started on Sunday. How do you fin- start a movie and not finish it? I don't know how you do that. I fell asleep. <laughs> anyway, we could carry on about that for quite some time, but instead, let's get into our first segment. Feedback feels with kills. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate you guys coming to my segment. Um, I've got a few little fun ones this week. First of all... Great (laughs) turnout. Anyway, um, from Chloe underscore Storm, she mentioned us in her story after... I wonder what team she goes for. I wonder. (laughs) Um, Do you know what, though? I did some digging, and I don't know if that's the Storm she's referring to in her name. Oh. By digging, I mean stalking, and yeah. there just wasn't any other obvious signs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chloe, if you're listening, just clarify. Yeah, please. just clarify for us. Anyway, um, she did a lovely share of our uh, pod release on Thursday, and she said some really nice things. And um, she said it's very inspiring to hear these to- topics being voiced. So that's really nice. Thanks, Chloe. Our um, another one from Gabrielle Dot Brook. Uh, she said, I loved this week's ep so much, cried for the first half, but it was just so good, words can't describe. That was really nice. I hope you're crying happy tears. Yeah. I don't want you to be sad. <laughs> um, and then I just need to give a little shout out to a young girl from the physio clinic. Her name is Holly. Um, and she told me that her friend, she realized that I was a part of this podcast. And then she came out to me. She's like, oh my gosh, my friend Ruby, shout out to Ruby. Um, told me to listen to you guys ages ago and I didn't realize it was you and she's obsessed with you guys and it's really cool and I just can't believe it and I was like oh and I got really embarrassed but like nervous I was like oh thanks but yeah so so some three nice ones this week I have one to add that I feel like maybe Georgia and I saw the notification for but you missed it Keely on the um YKTR uh sports post about like Chico, Simi and Scope's merch drop. Oh, yeah. Someone commented. I can't even remember who it was. I'm so sorry. But he commented, they look good. It was like a, like. A man. It was like a man. a dad-aged man. It was a man. Really? Yeah. yeah. And oh, he, damn. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't see it. He commented. I should have Sorry. Me. I just remembered. He commented, um, 
yeah, I'm just going to wait till Chicks and Balls do a merch stroll. <gasps> oh, oh, that's heavy, but okay. No, and then, um, well, I'm imagining it was Luke, uh, the YKTR Sports yeah. account commented back going, yeah, so are we. And I was like, all the pressure's on. Ooh, okay. I'll start designing. Okay, um, send us ideas. My, my last little thing um, I was just thinking about today, I just wrote down. Just need to have you guys' opinions. <laughs> you always look at me because I always bring something weird to the table, don't I? Why are you laughing? I just spat. When Honey, I'm too. you are the table. Okay. Someone said that on Love Island this week, okay. so I just wanted to say that. Okay. Um, I saw two people walking, doing their essential walks, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to be judgmental. <laughs> they are holding hands in public, and they're doing like a full-on like power walk. They're walking uphill. Now, Ooh. can I just say, none of us have boyfriends, but if we did, I'm <laughs> sorry, if we did, would you guys hold hands in public? Because I have a comment to make about this, but what do you think? No, you would. Ew, Marley, you so would. Oh I my God, Marley. Was I love hurt. holding hands. Like, in, public, I hold, in public. I hold hands with my friends. In public. I hold hands with my mum. Like, I like holding hands. Yeah. But you're doing a Look, strenuous no, walk. Okay, this can, is I, can I, yeah, there's different here because like holding hands, going for a stroll, Mm-mm. the markets or whatever, I would do that. No, no, no. Not how, that. like an oh, exercise walk? No, bin. no. That yeah, is no. my point. Miss me. Exercise no. walk. Okay. How are you meant to do the, I, and also, okay, not, I'm not the most affectionate person, so I probably wouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> she won't hug us. But we hand hug. Anyway, the point is, I get sweaty hands sitting here. Imagine me <laughs> trying to do a power walk holding someone's hands. Yeah, you can miss me with the exercise hand holding. Yeah. Exercise hand okay, holding. Okay, not, I'm Wait, not can I just say hand holding I probably wouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> exercise hand holding is the name of this episode. Okay. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to get that out because it was sitting in my mind. That's okay. And that's the end of my segment. Whoop. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And to kick us off, we're going to talk about two final series that are just about upon us. And it feels like so weird that they're so close. There is one round of um, like regular season AFL left and three rounds left for the NRL. So we thought we'd get our betting hats on and talk about... responsibly. Game responsibility. And well, by betting, I mean like these are our tips that I probably won't put any money behind. Who do we have? Let's start with the AFL because it's the last round of the regular season um, this weekend. Do you mean like top four or like? I'm talking, okay, let's talk about who we, we like going into the final series, who we think is the definite in the GF, and who we'd like to see come up against them, or who might be a sneaky slide in. And I'm going to throw to you, Georgia, because I have been reading what the bookies are saying for mine, but yours will be more of a heartfelt feeling. Okay. Mine's definitely biased. I, I took notes on this. So did I. So, so did I. Look. So the main thing – oh, that's way more notes than me. The main thing to note about the final round is that the top four all play off against each other this oh, weekend, yeah. which is big Massive. and it is a great opportunity for spectators also to find – like, you know, to make their final decisions after mm. this weekend. So Bulldogs, who are currently fourth, who were first and dropped to fourth in one round, that's how close it is wow. in the top eight at the moment. Bulldogs, who are four versus Port Adelaide, who are three this Friday night, mm. and then Melbourne, who are running at the top versus Geelong Cats who are coming second mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. So massive precursor for the finals going into it. Yeah. 
All right. Outside of the top four, I believe the only real challenges there are the Lions. I don't think anyone else is going to. Don't look at me like that. I don't care for Sydney. Oh. No one else is going to challenge coming <laughs> into the four, I don't think. I think Port are going to be hard to beat going into this. Geelong are looking really good, but Geelong and Melbourne just have this thing when it comes to finals that Chokers. they can't ice it. Mm. So I think Port are going to be hard to beat. I'm obviously going to back the doggies. The dogs six ways to Sunday. So my ideal grand final is dogs Port, dogs to win. Mm. Whether it'll happen, not who sure. You, who are you going what for? Um, what is it? Norm Norm Smith Medal? Is that what Norm it is? Smith Medal? Yeah, yeah. If the dogs make it to the grand final and win, Norm Smith will. It'll be hard for anyone to put on a bigger performance than the Bont, who is the dogs' captain, Marcus Montempelli. Um, he is a big game player and like I think he'll go close to the Brownlow this year too. He's been pretty undeniable in the midfield. So, Bont, player of the finals regardless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keely, AFL finals, who you're liking, who do you want to see purely based on our less knowledgeable opinions than what Georgia has? I was always going to back the Bulldogs. Yeah. I'm backing them. Yo, yo, yo. Um, they're who I love. But, like, yeah, I'm back in the Bulldogs. I don't know enough to have an in-depth um, explanation like G. Um, but I, I knew, like, the latter stuff in the close top four that she described. So in gre- agreeing with that after this weekend will be really interesting to see who finishes what. But, yeah, I'm back in the Bulldogs. I wouldn't care who they verse. I wouldn't mind seeing – I just love them. I have followed a lot of them on Instagram now. I've become really good into the AFL, guys. Invested, we love. Yeah, invested for sure. I – would love to see the Swans or the Giants yes. go well just because Sydney. Um, but, I mean, okay, Bulldogs, Swans. Well, that see, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm going to say it. I don't know. It probably won't happen, but I'm just going to say it. Is that what you so, said? So, <gasps> you said the same. Listen, listen, listen. I didn't really know. Um, so, I was having this conversation with mum and dad actually before we came on mic. And for some wow. reason, they like secretly love Geelong. Couldn't tell you why. They're just so like, random. Yeah, Do you know what? I think it's a weird non-Melbourne thing. To like they're Geelong? Like, they're good, but they're not from Melbourne. It's kind of like a... Yeah, right. And yeah. is it because you like you kind of get on the Great Ocean Road, you know, around that area. <laughs> it's like a nice to okay. visit. Geelong does not qualify as the nice part of the no, Great no, no, Ocean no, Road. No, 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 But like it's the beginning of it, right? I don't know. But Fine anyway, um, so I was kind of like, maybe Geelong has a little, little shot in there, whatever. But... I and I I would like to see the dogs there as well, but I really want the Swannies there, and I I can't shake them. I've only ever been not counting AFLW. The only AFL games I've been to in my life are the Swannies. I know the song. I love Buddy Franklin more than life. Um, um and Jacinda Franklin and Jacinda Franklin, obviously, <laughs> and Tallulah and Rocky. Right, love the whole Franklin family. Um and. I want. I, I just want the Swannies to be there. It'd be really fun. So we can sing, cheer, cheer, cheer the red and the white. Okay, thank you. Like, <laughs> no, cut this. Alrighty. Finally, to wrap up our little bit of an um, AFL finals spiel, the one thing um, that is pretty sad for, you know, on top of everything else, for people who live in Melbourne, is it's very much looking like the grand final's not going to be there again. <sighs> I'm sorry, Georgia, to point that out. But it's probably um, going to be played in Perth. I was reading about what those restrictions and um, limitations are going to look like for the players if, if that's where it goes ahead. Their families will not be allowed to come. It's going to be so strict. There's still like a – I think 
they're going to cap some of the numbers in the stadium and all this kind of stuff. It's really, really crazy. I don't see the AFL picking a venue where families can't attend. I think either they'll bend the rules somehow with WA or they'll move it. Like, I just think the impact of that would be too vast. Yeah. Also, wherever it is, they're just going to, like, have to fly another patch of the MCG turf like they did to the Gabba last year. Did they really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, they cut out, like, a patch from the goal square and flew it to the Gabba to put it in because Grand Finals played at the G, so it needed to have a piece of the G there. Oh, that's actually really sad, but I love it. Do you know it. what's so sad is I, we live across from the G and I walk there every day and there's still, like, the big signs outside still just, like, because they're still playing games there. They're just closed. Mm. It would be like, this game is closed to the public. Please go home. Like, everything. And it's just, Aww. like, one of those really um, dystopic pictures yeah. of, like, this time when it's, like, the G's empty and there's a game being played and it's very sad. Oh, far out. That sucks. Mm. Well, with that said, let's jump to the NRL where we'll have much stronger opinions, right? Ooh. We've got three rounds left. Over the weekend, we had a few teams um, jump into the eight. You know, so there's been a bit of shuffling around. I think there's a little bit more shuffling that can happen in those three weeks, but the top four is almost almost set, right? Yeah. Um, so who are we liking? Who do we want to see well? I think we all <laughs> agree who's going to win. Um, but, yeah, what are our vibes? Keely Silver, kick us off. Um, my gut and my vibes, obviously the storm. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, I do see Manly being up there. Mm. And no doubt, no doubt. Um, Tommy Turbo's only out for two or three weeks. So is that in your thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look, we must be related. Look, just look. Wow, it's almost like you're <laughs> commenting on the same game or something <laughs> weird. This is so weird. Um, and I see South choking as always. No offense. Love you, Brayden, but seven so hate South. They do, but they get to like the like the um, final and then they lose. <laughs> That's choking. And I also like, for Brayden, I'd love to see them there, but I don't want to see them there. <laughs> I kind of hate South. Yeah. Oh, I just don't like Ugh. Bennett enough to give him the glory. Oh, I, I just feel like, yeah. We've um, also, yeah. Okay. But for me, I don't think the other teams are up to it and I don't see anyone else surprising me. Yeah. In regards to like my top. And oh, I see, obviously Penrith will be up there. Yeah. I respect them and um, I just, yeah, I don't think they'll be informed to beat um, the storm anyway. I have to say, like, it's pretty incredible to see the difference that Nathan Cleary makes when he comes back for them. Yeah, for sure. I think what if they lost three games in the past two seasons with with, him? without him? Wait, what do you no. mean? No, oh, with yeah, him, sorry. With him, yeah. that's the only three, yeah. yeah. But for this year, it's a 100% win rate with him. Which I think, is insane. I think it's a credit to the kind of player that he is, but they just don't have the spunk that they had last year. And I think that probably comes with those couple of injuries, you know, Luai being out, then Cleary being out, and also the demoralising that happened with the grand final loss but last year. I also feel on the back of that and opposed to that, mm. I feel like if anything, at least they have a bit of experience under their belt now. They've Yeah, they've, how many players last year had grand final experience going in? Yeah, that, did any? No. I don't think any did. And they were very, yeah. you know, That's it massive. was very exciting, very up up, but like a bit I think nervous in a sense and put a lot of pressure on themselves and they couldn't handle it at the end of the day. So maybe in a final series this year, they will take a different approach. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I'll jump in next because I feel like I've already started kind of explaining where I'm at. I 1000% agree that the Storm are playing a completely different league 
It's a, it's almost it's a different. It's almost a different sport to what they're pl- like the rest of the competition playing. I don't think anyone can really touch them at the moment. It's the depth in the team. It's everything. Like I just they just we they also know purple how to, pride baby purple they, pride. We saw last year and they're doing it again. They know how to play away from home. They know how to play when they're isolated from you know their normal lives. It's an incredible thing, and they've been the ones who've adapted the best to the new rules. On the other side of things, I think that. Manly is the only team that excites me as a potential kind of emerging strong competitor going into the final series. And it's on the back of Tommy Turbot. Tommy (laughs) Turbot. So my claim, um, my tip going into the finals, it's going to be Storm Manly. Um, Storm will win quite convincingly. Or maybe it's a little bit tighter actually, but they win. And Tommy gets the Clive Churchill. I back that. Yeah. That's what nice. I'm saying. Yeah. Look, just to really shake up the system a bit, I'm backing in a Manly Storm Grand Final. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we all think the same? This is weird. No, do you know what? And I will give a massive shout out to Scope here because he's like way too early prediction of the top eight and how that would unfold his whole final system. I know Keely said she tried not to look at it too hard, but I analysed it deeply. I didn't look and at it. I didn't because I was like, I don't yeah. want my Keely opinion. Keely was like, I don't want my opinion being changed. I was like, tuck in, let's go. And I really, um, I, I can't do disagree with almost anything I said I will be very impressed if he's predicted it to a T and I do think he has so congrats scope very (laughs) clever for casting um I think Manly are currently sitting fifth I think Mm. they will move into the top four knock roosters out of the four by the time the regular games are finished and then I don't think anyone from outside the four will challenge yeah so I think it will be Storm Manly uh Souths and Penrith being in the four I think they'll get down to the final four and that'll be it. I do think Penrith have the potential to cause trouble. I wouldn't be – I think Manly will knock them off if it came down to it. But, yeah, it is, it's hard to write them off. I don't know if they're there, but I also would never be shocked by them pulling something out of the hat. Mm. So Why do I feel like Storm and Souths always end up – Versing each other in like a prelim. Yeah, in a prelim. Always. Always. Such a big rivalry, Um, hey? But yeah, no, I do just think, biased or not, I think Storm are untouchable at the moment. I don't think that you can have a team where Ryan Pappenhausen and Harry Grant are sitting on the bench and not say that that tells you all you need to know. Like, Although Pappy's starting this week. And so is Harry. And so is Nico. Yes. And so is Harry. Yeah. (laughs) So, but again, like that just shows they're resting Jerome Hughes, like... You know, I think they're just coming into their very comfortable stride as they do at this time every season. Can and I just I say, think Craig's just too bloody good. Oh, he's, he's, the, he's, he's the goat man. I think you know what he has done and what he has created for his entire like career with the Storm is something we'll look back on in Australian sporting history as a phenomenal thing that we were able to live through. Yeah, like it, it is next level. Like you look and, at all those. You know, we talk about the. Like when they did the last dance with the Chicago Bulls kind of documentary and, and all that sort of stuff, we're we're watching one, one of, of those these yeah. sorts of things at the moment. And I also think, like, you'd be very ignorant to disagree with what we're saying here about Storm. Like anyone who would be like, "Oh nah," like you know, they might like no, yeah. <laughs> don't be stupid. <laughs> also, people in Sydney love to hate the Storm. 
We've never hated this. Yeah, we've never have. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I've never noticed that people (laughs) in Sydney don't like Storm. (laughs) But so funny. And I think that, you know, I remember growing up anytime Storm were in the grand final, like, and it was another team, even if it wasn't, you know, a team that you supported, like, so many of our friends would just be like, as long as the Storm don't win. And they'd just, like, always win. But yeah. Yeah. So, but I think we're just beyond the point of, of being able to justify that at all. They're just too good. Yeah. The next thing we wanted to talk about in Around the Grounds is the fact that while we've had almost two weeks without any kind of uh, Olympics stuff going on, there has been a hole in our lives and it is about to be filled by the Paralympics. It all kicks off on Tuesday the 24th of August and we thought before we get into it and get obsessed with watching all the sport once again as we did just a couple of weeks ago, we would do a bit of an explainer because obviously the Paralympics... um, it's only the 16th time that they've had Paralympic Games and there's some stuff that you need to <laughs> know and consider that's a bit different to the Olympics. So, for starters, a little bit of background. This year in Tokyo, there will be over 4,400 athletes from 160 nations that will compete and it is the largest ever team that Australia has sent. They will be sending 179 athletes, 84 of which are debutantes, which is really, really cool. Um, the youngest in our team is a swimmer. Her name is Isabella Vincent. She's just 15 years old and our oldest competitor is 60 years old and his name is Peter Merchant. And he will be competing in archery. So we also have our first ever Taekwondo representative in Janine Watson, our first badminton reps in Caitlin Dransfield and Grant Manzoni. And we are just bloody excited. How are you guys feeling about the Paralympics? I am so excited. I'm so excited. I um, went into a bit of a wormhole of watching videos of Paralympians. Um, There was heaps on TikTok and just in general. And... I admire Olympians in general, but Paralympians just that little bit more. I yeah, I think they're just that little bit better and the adversity that they, that I have to overcome is just it's out of this world. I love it and yeah, I'm just so excited. I am also so excited for this. Fun fact, and maybe this is really common knowledge, but I didn't know it until I watched Phoenix Rising, so maybe you don't either. A lot of people think that Paralympics has something to do with like para being paraplegic or something it means parallel to the olympics so cool so um yes so excited obviously have some friends competing which is even more exciting i think it's phenomenal i've been waiting for this probably even more so than i was waiting for the olympics and i just can't bloody wait i think you know our excitement levels are also a reflection of the attitude that we had with the Olympic Games. You know, we have a lot of time on our hands, a lot more space to focus on a lot of this stuff. And I think one of the most positive things that I'm certain is going to come out of this is the viewership numbers will be the highest we've ever seen. Unfortunately, it's because we're in lockdown and all that kind of stuff. But I think the the hope and the joy and the way that the Olympics brought us together is going to flow into the para games. So I think that that is so exciting. I wanted to do a quick classification explainer when it comes to the way that uh, athletes' impairments are managed uh, in terms of matching them with other competitors so it's fair. So I was doing a little bit of reading and research and with each sport that you watch in the Paralympics, you'll notice that there are letters and numbers associated with it. The best example I found um, is for 
the athletes who will be competing in the swimming. So um, I saw this really good explainer. Every Paralympian will compete in a class that consists of letters that stand for the strokes, followed by a number that indicates the level of impairment. So, for example, S equals freestyle, butterfly and backstroke. SB equals back, uh, breaststroke and SM is individual medley in the swimming. And the numbers 1 to 11 are about a physical impairment. One, uh, 11 to 13 are a vision impairment and 14 is an intellectual impairment. So... You'll see a lot of those numbers when you're watching races and things like that, and that'll be uh, a helpful way to understand, you know, how those athletes have been put in the same race. With all of that considering, who are our favourite athletes to watch out for in these games? Well, Ellie Cole is the swimmer that we spoke about um, on, I don't know how many weeks ago it was now. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I'm excited to see her. Obviously, our favourite is Dylan Alcott. I'm so excited to see Dylan just kill it as always. Ellie Cole has this incredible, inspiring story. And there's a few other ones that I was reading about as well in the um, research for this. Uh, Aussie marathon runner Michael Roger, um, he runs in the T46 um, men's marathon. He holds the world record in all of the four marathons that he's raced to date, clocking two hours, 18 minutes and 52 seconds. And... Yeah, he is also holds the track records for the 1,500 metres and 5,000 um, metres on the track. And the only thing that he doesn't have in his kind of trophy case is an Olympic gold. So hopefully he can bring that one home for us too. Yes. Gee, you're, you have a very personal favourite um, athlete to watch, don't you? Yes, super excited to see good friend Katie Kelly going back to the game. She won gold in Rio for the triathlon. And on that, I found out when holding her medal, the medals at the Paralympics have sounds in them. They're like rattles. And the gold, silver and bronze all make different noises. So so that vision impaired athletes know which colour they're holding. So that's really cool. So they're like different. Yeah, just different sounds. They're super beautiful. Um, So, yeah, Katie has qualified for the triathlon again. She has Usher's syndrome, so is gradually losing both her hearing and her sight and will eventually be fully blind and fully deaf. But So she runs with and swims and rides with a guide. So on a – what are the bikes called? Tandem. Tandem bike and they swim strapped together and run strapped together. Um, and similar to what Marley was talking about in the categories, that's what's so interesting about it is it's not just like, oh, all the vision impaired people race against each other. So she races against people with like physical impairments, but it's all graded and it's mm. really cool. So super excited to see her play, run, I mean. And also Riley Bat is going to his fifth Paralympics. He is a wheelchair rugby player um, and he's co-captain of the team this year. He stars in Rising Phoenix, the documentary that I keep talking about, and he's phenomenal too. He's got a really cool personal story where he sort of just did it because he could and it wasn't that hard to make the team back five Olympics ago um, and then sort of turned into a passion and has now become really passionate about being fit and healthy and a good rugby player. So I'm excited to watch our men's team too. It's like a very um, fierce rivalry between Australia and America in the wheelchair rugby. Mm. But rugby, we have the, um, the we first see, girl so. in the team. Yes, oh, we do. Stunning. Yeah. I yes. didn't even know that. Yeah, How cool. First female player yeah. um, to be in the team, which is that's so sick. exciting. I can't remember her name, and I apologise, but 
Um, it's a really cool story. I watched something of hers. The other I day. tell you what, we thought we shed some tears in the Olympics. Oh, I know. The inspiration that will come, you know, in watching this, I think, is going to cause lots more crying. But hey, we got nothing else to do. So yeah. can't wait to cheer them on. And I think another beautiful thing about this is the way it can be such a powerful education tool for the next generation. Yeah. Um, and an, an inspirational for young kids who 100%. also have impairments. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all about that. I saw it visibility. I saw a tweet that was like, dear PE teachers, like trying to plan online lessons, like please make the Paralympics essential viewing for your yeah. students over the next few weeks. For like, sure. I just think you can't underestimate the impact that viewing of the next fortnight will have. And to wrap up our Around the Grounds for this week, we are so excited to bring you a chat with netball superstar, Giants mid-corner Maddie Hay. She is popping in, taking time out of her schedule as she leads up to a very important final this weekend because she loves us and she loves the show. Thanks so much for joining us, Maddie. Here she is. Maddie Hay, how are you going? Let us know where you're joining us from and what the world looks like from where you are. Hello, thanks for having me. Um, long time listener, just so pleased to be here. <laughs> I'm from, I'm not from the Gold Coast, but I'm in the Goldie at the moment and we've been here for a while, but we've been away from home for almost eight weeks now. So Far out. fun. Yeah, what a crazy time. And, you know, upon reading about your amazing and emerging career as a, a netballer, I realised that you signed with the Giants in 2020. So your entire lifetime with them is has been so insane. Um, I'm sure that's not what you expected getting there. But, yeah, what's this, this season in particular um, been like for you guys? Yeah, it's interesting because my last two seasons have been almost crowdless, um, which I always think is beneficial because I'm so used to that. Um, but this season, yeah, it's been a real ride. I think we've had some home games at our new arena, which is exciting in Sydney. Um, and then we've gone on the road. Um, yeah, it's just been crazy, but I think we've adapted really well and it's been, it's been fun overall. Yeah, well, at least you can say you have fun and you have a little bit more freedom up there than what you do down here. Um, so over the weekend, we saw you guys match up with the Swifts in the first major semi for the Super Netball final series this year. I was screaming at the TV. My mum was screaming at the TV. Georgia was screaming at the TV. Um, so was I. Yeah, we all were. And it was a really, really tight game. How did you guys feel coming out of that and, and losing by one point? <sighs> so frustrating to know that we were so close. I said it after the game, but... I think everyone goes back and looks at one thing they could have done different, which would have changed the whole outcome and the whole like week we would be in the grand final. But um, we can't be disappointed. I think we had a really good fight back. And after that first quarter being eight goals down, um, we showed a lot of potential going forward. And I think we showed a lot of nerves at the start of that game. And now we're just going to be better from here, hopefully, and get the win on the weekend. Yeah, for sure. The I feel like the comeback is something that you can definitely take forward. It was so exciting and I, we were like, oh, ah, ah. Like, actually, that's what I was like. No words. Um, I actually have a, a few, like, fast five. Yeah, I've got five. Fast five, like, fun, get to know you little things. Um, all right. So, first of all, who's your favourite superhero? Oh, my God. Good question. Um, I'm such a big fan of Thor Ragnarok. Amazing. So, like, yeah... I love that movie so much, but um, <laughs> would Thor be my favourite? 
I think I have to go with that. Yeah, that's a good yeah, answer. Just, I love that movie though. Yeah. Um, rock man. <laughs> also good. Second one, pizza or pasta? Uh, pizza. Ah. Particularly crust. Yeah, yeah. Peri peri? Yeah. Um, no, um, chicken club. Oh, yeah. The, like, okay. Pesto one. Yep, yeah, yeah. We love pesto. I'm so weak, sorry. <laughs> sorry to my fans. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, what's your pump-up song pre-game? Um, I've always kind of gone to Latch by Disclosure. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I love that one. It's a bit of an oldie. Yeah. I thought we need to find a new one. No, no, that's but, good. Yeah, just the general. Yeah. Oh, no. We're going to – um, we'll have to add that to our pump-up playlist. Um, do you put your sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Fridge. <gasps> Oh, are we the oh, minority? Sorry. No, it's fine because every time we interview someone, we ask that question. And to be fair, everyone kind of says fridge. And we're us three are like, mm, cupboard. But now I'm like, maybe we're the minority. Because <laughs> everyone else says like fridge. That. Yeah. No, yeah, you just go with what your parents do, I guess. Yeah. We've always been a fridge family. Yeah. Um, and my fifth question do you have a pregame routine or ritual that you have to do every single time before you play? Um, not really. I'm not. I would like to develop one. Um, <laughs> so if you have any suggestions. But I kind of just, I'm, I'm pretty cruisy. Just okay. A, a good breakfast. Yeah. And get really nervous kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you a few questions, you know, to take you a bit back in time now to the early days of, of netball. Do you want to... Um, let the people know where you grew up and who was your junior club. So um, I'm a Shire girl, which is obviously very exciting. Um, <laughs> Hence why we asked. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started at Cronulla Sharks. I don't know what club. Oh, but then I went to go Yeah. yeah. That's, that was our claim to fame with the, having yeah. the one we and needed I, to. <laughs> I feel like I knew you, Marley. Through netball, yes. but like more like through mutual friends. Yes. And like yes. I knew of you. Yes, because I wasn't in the top grades, <laughs> not even close. I was there for the social element. So, um, yes. Well, we, wait, we, wait, what's your other Giants claim to fame? Well, because I have two Giants claim to fame. So um, it's that we played for the same club for, you know, a, a period of time. And my first ever netball team, I was alongside JLP. So, genuinely proud. <laughs> I, yeah. um, you basically made us. Exactly. So I'm going to like now take that sound bite and play it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Matty Hay said, it's, I made you guys. It's no coincidence. No. Really. <laughs> that, that and like um, old Joe's dance floor, surely. Oh, my God. I was about to say, you're the only reason I can get Jamie Lee out to the Shire. I feel like we would ignore this session. <laughs> yes. Hey, but they're the best. They're the best. Yeah, so good. So to go back to, to netball and, um, again, Reading like a bit more about your story, I saw this like really interesting article um, done in the Guardian pretty recently uh, because it looks like you're um, potentially going to be named as a diamond at some point in the near future. There's a lot of those kind of conversations going around, which must be such an incredible feeling. Um, but it, in this particular article, the journal was saying that one of your old coaches called you the roundabout kid or, or a phrase like that as someone who can bounce back, you know, from obstacles and, and stuff like that, which I think is, is a pretty cool thing to be known as. So do you want to tell us a bit more about what your journey has been like getting to this position and how you've overcome some of those things that maybe have set you back yeah so I've obviously 
by that term, I've had a pretty bumpy ride. Um, I've had a lot of rejections, I guess. I haven't had a lot of injuries um, per se, but I've definitely had a lot of, I've made a team and then I've been dropped or I haven't made a team where I, I should have or I would have if I, like any other girl in the team in the Giants now, would have had a bit of a smoother ride. Um, but it's interesting, the person that kind of gave me that nickname was Rob Wright and he coached the Swifts. So I made the Swifts when I was 18 and it was like this big thing. And then he's like, you've just had like such a crazy journey, like you're the roundabout kid, but then dropped me the year after. Oh, <laughs> so maybe he just knew that I could come back. <laughs> he had full faith. <laughs> but yeah, I, th I think it's kind of a cool part of my story that I've been able to be so resilient but I think that really just comes back to enjoying netball so much and what I do and it wasn't always about the end goal for me so yeah, yeah that's that's how that went. Was there a particular point in time where yeah, you know maybe before some of those setbacks or whatever where you were like that's what I want to do for a career? Um, I think I always kind of had the dream at the back of my mind, but I didn't commit to it like I should have early on. Um, I think I was off enjoying myself maybe a little too much at Old Joe's, like <laughs> going snowboarding and just kind of enjoying my life maybe a little too much for what I needed to be to be a professional netballer. And then in the last kind of couple of years leading into that 2020 contract, I really stepped it up a notch and, and kind of found out what I needed to do to, to get there. And I just think it was almost more rewarding that way that I actually had to work for it and I knew that I did in the end. Yeah, far out. That That is really cool and um, to know that you you could make that pivot and, and get there and almost, you know, be in sniffing distance of a grand final now. Um, you know, again, going through all the travels and stuff you guys have been uh, you have had to face the last, um, you know, eight weeks, as you said. What's it? What's it been like being with the girls in that close proximity? And um, is it? Do you think it's helping your team morale? Can I interject here for one second on this? Because as an outsider looking in, the girls were staying in Melbourne for a period of time and frequenting my local cafe. Shout out Cheeky, Cheeky Monkeys, Monkeys. <laughs> very regularly. Um, so I saw them there a number of times and. A, a genuine conversations that I had with various friends that I was there with at the time from a distance looking at you guys sitting in that outside area on your tables all together taking photos blah blah we were like how cool to be in a professional sporting team that is just that bit smaller than the other team sports and we commented multiple times on how close-knit you guys did look and how anytime one of you were there, all of you were there, coaches included like it just seems like a really vibrant tight friendship group before a netball team sort of thing so I just want to say like kudos even if it is public image you're doing great <laughs> yeah. we're just putting on a show for you Georgia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you no um you're right and I think sometimes we forget how lucky we are that we're basically traveling with nine ten of our best mates um like it makes it so much easier and we get to have a fun kind of experience along the way and I think I, it'd be weird almost to go back to normal netball now like we've had all this time together and and coming back after a game win or lose like you've still got each other to lean on and I think sometimes people outside of that little bubble don't know what to say or do but it's so good to have us here like to lean on each other and and I think most of the time we don't want to talk about like if we've lost we don't want to talk about netball and it's nice to just 
have people that know that, just the little things. Whereas if I call my family, I know they're going to want to ask every detail of, of the game and what did someone so say to you at like quarter time and stuff like that when you're like, I just want to take my mind off it. So yeah, we're really lucky, but sometimes I think we do forget about that. And Cheeky Monkeys was a great place. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. We it's love so it. so good. <laughs> it was funny at that time when the AFL, the netball and their well storm were all down here. Like you couldn't go there at any hour of the day without yes. seeing some team there. So true. Like everyone's there. It was, there. It was, it was so cool. funny. It's the same in Queensland now. I've seen a few NRL teams around and a few different players and stuff. I'm like, everywhere we go is like, <laughs> yeah. it's a sport fest. Just a swarm of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of coffee. <laughs> Are you missing anything from home, though, in particular? I mean, I imagine you miss your family, but anything specifically that is is hurting to be apart from? I, yes, my She's family. Like, nah, hotel life's good. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hotel life. Um, home-cooked meals yeah. I definitely miss. It's nice to just be able to shop and cook for yourself what you want. But um, my, I also bought a kitten two weeks before I left. Oh, no. Um, and I literally promised my family, I was like, you will never have to look after it. Will, I am, it's mum, like it's my sole responsibility. And then got a phone call, you have to, you're moving. And I was like, oh my God, can you please look after Monty? <laughs> I never thought this would happen again. Um, but yeah, just little, little things and uh, obviously regular coffee places at home and just little stuff like that. Yeah. Well, um, now leading into, I mean, it's probably a bit nerve-wracking speaking about this like a couple of days out, but leading into this weekend's game, how are you feeling? And, yeah, I, I guess I can't even imagine what it's like going into to this sort of stuff. Context for listeners, this is their, like, last chance final to get into the grand final. So it's do or die for the gals this weekend. <laughs> Pile that pressure on. Yeah, wait, way to make <laughs> it sound good, G. <laughs> I'm just saying. People kind of know. It's either we win or we pack our bags and go home. Oh, it's kind of it's scary. Home to Monty, though. So yeah, like, home to Monty. No, no. Wait. Monty can wait. wait two weeks. <laughs> Monty's obsessed with my dad now, unfortunately. Oh. I've, I've lost him. Oh, it's no. too late. Um... Yes, it's it's kind of nerve-wracking. I feel, I think, now that we've had one week of finals under our belt, I think we feel that's out of the way. The nerves are a bit less this time. Yeah. We're just ready to go out and give it a good crack. I think I've never seen a team want, want it more to get into that grand final. I just, I, I can't fathom the idea that we won't be there. So we really, that's really good. want this. Um, I'm really excited to finally lock our place there. Um, now, are you battling some nasty blisters? Because I've heard, I've heard from Gemma. <laughs> I work with um, Gem, so I spoke to her yesterday. She goes, "Oh, get Maddie to send you a photo of her blisters," and I'm like, "No, thanks." But also, how are you playing with them? I wouldn't even be able to run. Um, shout out to Physio Focus. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. I had so a really funny. gnarly, gnarly blister um, out of nowhere. Like my whole callus just kind of ripped off one game, <laughs> and it was disgusting. I don't mean Gemma's, to laugh, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, Gemma's. I feel so bad for her. She's had to deal with my blisters for so long now, and they're so disgusting. <laughs> but I think she kind of likes it because she's like. Do you want me to trim your calluses today? Like, she, she enjoys that. But she yeah, I have disgusting so feet. Yeah, she oh. loves it. That's so funny. Well, I think we've taken enough of your time, especially with all the technical difficulties at the beginning, Maddie. Thank you so much for making the space to have this conversation with us. We are, you know what? I think we 
try and kid ourselves that we try and be a balanced podcast and, and give every team like a fair conversation. But when it comes to the storm and when it comes to the giants in the netball, we are not. We are so biased. And I was going to say, we, do are we balanced? We no, definitely, <laughs> we definitely threw a bit of hate at the Swifts last week. So like, whatever. <laughs> So fever. Yeah, exactly. We hate yeah. fever. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we will be cheering you and the girls in orange on very passionately again this weekend. Good luck. You're killing it. You're repping the Shire so well. And um, we're very <laughs> proud of you. And when lockdown's <laughs> over, we'll be waiting at Northies with some bevies yeah. for you. That's that's one thing I miss the most. Pre, <laughs> Northies. Pre-COVID, <laughs> Northies and yeah. old Joes. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Spoken like a true shy girl. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks so much for having me on. I love what you guys are doing and I'm just, I'm such a fan. And obviously I'm a Cronulla Sharks supporter as well. So I'm a big NRL head and I just think it's so cool to have women's voices in the sport. So keep it up. Love oh, it. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good luck. Yes, yes this weekend. Well. You'll be great. Go Giants. Woo-hoo. You're the real MVP. Now it's time for our MVPs, which is a segment where each week we all award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. Keely Silver. You always I, look at me. You're literally sitting right next to me. Of course I look at you. And I just looked at what your was. Yours is and you have to go first. Yeah. What? <laughs> What's your MVP? My MVP is the card game Monopoly Deal. If you haven't heard of it, Google it. If you, As if you haven't. Okay. If you haven't heard of it, get out of the rock you're living under. Great game. Can get very competitive, very strategic. We love it. We've um, just got it out of the cupboard recently. We, as in my family and I, um, we started doing a bit of a uh, game night on Saturday night. Um, And it's really good because we've started a competition as of Monday. And yes, you got it right. Keely's currently winning. Hold on, man. (laughs) Okay. So for starters, we actually started playing. No. You days before, and uh, we were we all practiced. on it. We were all on an even playing field, Can and I'd actually won the burrito throwing game as well. So no, that's not what happened, Marley. Mum, literally. I wish you guys could see Marley's facial expressions. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you've never seen someone more annoyed to be losing family game night. Yeah, it's very important. It's very important because Mum said after someone's going to win something. We're not sure what yet, but the tally reads Keely won. Everyone else zero. Oh, look, I contest that, but we'll leave it because we don't need to put it on mic, all right? Anyway, Monopoly Deal, it's a great game. Get around it. Perfect for lockdown. Yeah. Georgia, I love your MVP too. So I came across this video on our Twitter and I'm actually not too sure if it's recent or if it's quite old. I couldn't figure out when this unfolded, but basically it happened at an international test, cricket test, and a very creative, shall we say, streaker came out onto the field but didn't, like, strip and run or cause a scene. Like, dressed in the full Indian kit and just very calmly inserted himself into the game. So the umpire's like, mate, you got to go, and he's pointing at his uniform like, what are you talking about? I'm on the team. <laughs> and the Indian cricket players are, like, not fast because he's not causing any trouble, and they're all just pissing themselves laughing. And the security are like... 
looking to them being like, wait, is he on the team? Like, what is happening here? And they can't figure it out. Anyway, they escort him off the field, but it's the funniest thing ever. And then he sort of walks away from them, like, how dare you? And he's, like, clapping his teammates and, like, (laughs) polishing the ball and stuff. And it's so funny and he's my MVP for this week whoever that gent is yeah it was recent up. it yeah. happened it at recent? Lords for this yeah. the last um yeah well test. then someone commented like oh I almost forgot about this and then I was like oh maybe it is old anyway funny as it was yeah great. it was a beauty and they didn't even kick Classic him out prank. they were like they loved it and it was like really not a big inconvenience so they didn't even kick him out so good that's like one of those so just good. like good pranks like what really well done I Harmless, love it yeah didn't hurt anyone yeah everyone's fine stunning play on my MVP um, are a couple of brothers Ryan Madison who plays for the Parramatta Eels and his brother Dean have actually this week announced they are launching a disability support service called Merakai Um, it was really interesting to read about their reasoning why behind this Um, Dean has worked for um, Big Steps which is a school that helps Um, young people who have different disabilities for a number of years and Ryan has volunteered there and done a lot of work. He's a really charitable guy, hey? Like, um, they're they're just... Very good person. Yeah, and really, like, wholesome, passionate and genuine brothers who are using, I guess, Ryan's profile to promote this and um, their own passion to drive this new support service, which which seems pretty amazing and it's quite community-focused and will be a centred out west um, where they're based and it just really moved me and it was really cool to see a lot of other people getting behind it and sharing it. On social media, I think it's, um, yeah, f- for me I always think it's so nice when a lot of uh, people who have profiles like that use it to, to give back and give voice to this sort of stuff. I think we were even talking about that when we had Dylan Brown on a few weeks ago. Just just real nice. So Good, good things. I thought it was really cool and we all need like nice stories in this wild time. So yeah, Marikai Disability Support. You can check it out on Instagram. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. I'm going to kick us off. Um, This is, yeah, something that really, again, (laughs) moved me um, and I found quite confronting, but also gave me some really important perspective um, this week. It is a movement that's been started on Instagram. It's at Move for Lex. You might have seen it going around. It got a little bit of media coverage over the weekend. It's really horrific and devastating story of a young girl. Her name is Alexa Leary. Um, She actually turns 20 on Wednesday this week, so she would have had her birthday by the time this episode comes out. She was a promising triathlete from the sunny coast and was in a really horrific bike accident um, that caused her some severe brain injuries. And the story of the incident itself is that um her dad was actually on the same bike ride with her and was only five k's behind her when she clipped um someone else's bike and uh flew off her bike at 65 k's an hour and it's awful but i think it's important to to talk about some of the details like her dad's described getting to her and and not being able to recognize her like that's how intense the injuries were but now she's in hospital she's actually at the hospital that george's sister works at and um getting all the care that she can and uh devastatingly uh it's it's quite 
uh, awful what has happened and she can't remember her name, her age or can't feel on the right side of her body and this kind of stuff. But her parents and her family and her boyfriend have come together and started this movement in uh, inspired by her spirit and as someone who was so passionate about competing in triathlons and moving and being healthy and living life. So Moveflex is all about inspiring people to move, get up, move their bodies, exercise, take pictures, use the hashtag Moveflex and live her story because she she can't do that at the moment. So um, they've had a lot of athletes and um, high-profile people talk about it, do it. Um, the Hawthorne team had her name written on their wrists in a game recently. Jonathan Thurston's done stuff. But anyway, go follow Move for Lex. Um, there'll be stuff in, like I was crying a bit at uh, some of the stuff on there, but I think it really uh, reminds you of when even we're having tough days in this hard time, you know, where we should be really grateful for the little things as well that we have in life, whether it's just our ability to kind of get up and get on with our day as we usually would. So, um, yeah, pretty amazing stuff and inspiring from, from her family and from her. Jean Moore, what do you got for us? My one to watch is the Lance documentary. It is a two-part series on Disney+, Plus, but it's by ESPN, I think, so maybe you can watch it via them as well. Um, it is all about Lance Armstrong, the cyclist. It is crazy eye-opening, really explores the idea of, like, the duality of a person and whether you can separate sort of, like, the art – well, the – the achievements from the person and what all the good stuff he did via Livestrong with cancer and stuff versus his, you know, sort of controversy on the cycling course. It's sort of one of the first big global scandals I sort of remember being old enough to form an opinion on. It mm. all unfolded. He was charged in 2013, so I was 15 at the time. It's one of the first things that I can remember having like actual conversations with friends at school about. Mm. And yeah, just crazy eye opening stuff. Um, it's two parts. I binged it all at once. But, yeah, really interesting stuff. Keely, and, uh, I think we've all got really intense ones yeah, to sorry, watch. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, say mine also, is also mine's quite dark, but um, it is essential. Mm. Essential is the common word, and this is essential. <laughs> mine is from the Joe Rogan Experience, um, obviously a very popular podcast. Um, but um, he's done an interview with a girl Yomi Park. Um, she is from North Korea. So this whole podcast is about her escape, um, what North Korea is like, what it's like to grow up there. Um, it's really, really intense. It's uh, really confronting if you don't know much. There were some things I knew, but there was a lot I didn't know. Um, so it was really confronting for myself. It's very, it's very long. It's three hours. Um, I was just going to say, is it one of his three hour yeah. ones? <laughs> yep. It's one of his three hour ones. Um, but yeah, highly recommend if if you are okay with listening to something like that, then I, I recommend because it's it's really insane. And can I just say uh, I must emphasize how it's influenced Keely because um, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but she's actually not wearing her Rodman t-shirt today. Yeah. Um, we are both wearing our Hamish and Andy t-shirts. She has in. In, in touch, touch with, with the, the common com- man. I have out of touch with the common man. Which is which big is accurate. Facts. Big facts. Um, but it's because I just it hurts me that he was so good friends. Yeah, she's she's a bit mad at old mate Dennis because she really hates Kim Jong Un now. So I know. Wow, we ended up getting real real sorry heavy there. Sorry. Holy, we're really getting in our uh, the fuels and and emotional kind of part of lockdown. You know that whole cycle. Oh yeah, we're on week eight. 
currently we are. Yep. Of this lockdown. Yeah. Yep. But hey, it's not seven months, so sorry, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that brings us to the end of our twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Yeah. Twenty fourth. Hey, I'm twenty four. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 24th episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks again to Maddie Hay for coming on. We've had such a great time hanging out with you in this episode. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you really like it, scroll down and give us five stars. Yeah. Not one, not two, five. <laughs> if listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. Check out our Chicks and Balls official pump up and country music playlist. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod. Do it. Follow us on Twitter as well at Chicks and Balls. No pod. And other than that, have a great week and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, Bye. boy.